Welcome to Taxed Enough Already, where we only talk about action-packed topics such as taxes, economics, and high finance. I'm your host, Dan Newash, and today's topic, charitable estate replacement plans. As always, financial services did not create bureaucracy, it only perfected it. So if you're going to attempt any type of tax strategy, you should always engage with a professional. Alright, so what is a charitable exchange replacement plan or a SERP? A SERP is an advanced tax planning strategy that allows you to eliminate up to 99% of capital gains taxes. In what scenarios does it make sense to use a SERP? Well, if you have a large capital gain, generally you're going to want that asset to be worth at least $500,000 or more. Economically, this strategy also makes more sense if you're in a high tax bracket, and generally the process is less complex if that asset is unleveraged, meaning it does not have any debt. So while it's still possible with, say, an investment property that has a mortgage on it, it's going to be a lot easier if that investment property does not have a mortgage. All right, so how exactly does a SERP work? Well, let's say that you're about to sell an asset, and this can be any asset we can get an appraisable value on. It doesn't just have to be real estate, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, non-qualified investment accounts, real estate, of course, artwork, even intellectual property. Before you sell that asset, what we do is we create a new LLC. You are a 100% owner of that new LLC. We then transfer that asset into the new LLC. From there, we gift 99% of the limited units or non-voting shares to a public charity. If that's a charity that you're not on the board of, you don't have any financial ties to, you're not an employee of, so on and so on. All right, so what have we done then? Well, now that asset is sitting in an environment in which 1% of the taxation flows through to you. You still are the sole managing member, meaning you have full control over this. That charity is a limited partner. They have no control. They have no say in the day-to-day operations. You're the sole managing member. You get to run it how you want. However, when we look at the taxation, 1% of that taxation flows through to you. 99% of the taxation now flows through the charity. Now let's just say that you sell that asset. What's gonna happen with those capital gains tax? Well, 1% of them is gonna flow through to you. 99% of them flow through to that charity. And if you're unfamiliar with the capital gains tax rates on charities, it's zero. The only taxes charities pay is payroll taxes, and in some states, depending on those states, potentially property tax. Now in this scenario, we've actually done a lot more than just eliminate 99% of that capital gains tax. You did give a gift to a charity. So that charitable contribution, that charitable gift, you actually get a tax deduction for that as well. Now the IRS is slow, but they're not stupid. So you may have donated an asset worth, say a million dollars to that charity. They're not gonna give you a million dollar deduction because you didn't give them the actual asset. You gave them ownership in an LLC that owns that asset. And that ownership, it's limited units, right? Non-voting shares. So they're not gonna give you the whole value. So instead of giving you a million dollar deduction, they're gonna devalue that. And that deduction can be anywhere from 70 to 90% of that asset's value. So in this scenario, we're gonna say that the IRS gave you a $700,000 deduction. But you can't use that whole deduction this year. So you actually have a five-year carry forward on it in which you have a total of six years actually to use that deduction. 
doing so can allow you to cut your AGI, your adjusted gross income or taxable income down by up to 50% at the federal level. On top of that, you have also removed this asset from your estate. So you've eliminated 99% of estate tax, gift tax, giving yourself a huge reduction in your income tax and nearly eliminated capital gains tax. However, now we're in a scenario where that asset's been sold, you've eliminated the vast majority of that capital gains tax. What happens next? Well, let's just say that you wanted to access some of the funds in there from that recently sold asset. There's a few different ways that you can do so. You can have a distribution, which is very favorable to that charity, but not favorable to you. Any distribution you do, let's say you do a $100 distribution, well, $99 is gonna go to the charity and one's gonna go to you. You can also charge a management fee. However, that management fee is going to be taxed as ordinary income. And this is a tax play, we're trying to avoid tax. The most common way we see people access those funds is through loans. Now you are the sole managing member. So if you own an LLC, you can write loans to yourself. You can write loans to whoever you please. Now, as I mentioned, the IRS is slow, but they're not stupid, so they are going to require you to collateralize that loan. The most common way that that loan is collateralized is through a large life insurance policy. Now, the way that the economics of this work is you're taking a portion of those tax dollars that you were going to give to the IRS, and you're using that to purchase that large life insurance policy. The other reason that that IRS requires that collateral is you have given a gift to a charity. They are entitled at some point to the value of that asset. Generally, when you pass, that life insurance is gonna pay back any of those loans. If you wanna pass on that asset to heirs, then you're gonna over-insure to make sure that the value of that is replaced as well. You do need to make that charity whole at some point, and that's the other key of that life insurance. It doesn't just pay back the loans, it ensures that when you pass, the value of that asset is going to be there and that's when the charity is gonna get the full value of that asset. Now this is obviously a very complex strategy, but at a high level, that's what a charitable estate replacement plan is. Now of course we have links below to more articles, videos, that cover this much more in depth. And any follow, like, and share is always greatly appreciated and it's always a great way to support a veteran owned and operated business. Finance for Thought is independent of American portfolios. Any view and or opinions expressed by speakers are not representative of said companies. This presentation and all material within it are for informational purposes only and does not provide tax, legal, accounting, or financial advice. Neither APFS nor its representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please consult your own tax, legal, or accounting professional before making any decisions. Securities offered through American Portfolios Financial Services Incorporated. Member, FINRA SIPC. Investment Advisory Services offered through American Portfolios Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor.